Welcome to episode 36 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Work on it, but don't use that as an excuse to put off reaching out to your potential clients. Because if you have a message that the world needs, the world needs it. Like They're waiting to hear from you. And it's just a shame to say, oh, I don't like how I look on camera and therefore I'm not going to do it. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson-Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I've got Christine Tremolay talking about how to learn to love yourself or love the way you look on your live video shows. I can't wait to share this episode with you. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty! Hello, this is the Confident Live Makeup Department. How can I help you? Well, I've got a live video next week and I'm uh, not really liking the way I look. Uh, so I was wanting uh, some help, please. I think you just need to be confident in the way you look. You look lovely. In fact, I'm going to play you this song. It's going to make you feel right good it is. What you wear can be so important. Finding the angle where you feel that you look best. You look best. I love the way you look on live video. I love the way you talk on live video. Teach me to love the way I look. What you wear can be so important. I love the way you Wow, thanks so much. I really feel that beauty welling up in me. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast. With Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. This is episode 36. And today we're going to be talking about how to love the way you look on live video. But first, it's time to mention my first sponsor, which is StreamYard. StreamYard is my top recommended live video streaming web app tool. And that's because it works so easily and has so many powerful features. It works in your web browser. And of course, because of that, it works really well for whether you're a Mac user or a PC user. So incredibly simple to use. There's amazing features such as being able to highlight comments on the screen, add your own titles, have up to five guests on your show without any extra software, being able to share your screen, add your own brand colors, streaming to Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn Live and YouTube. And now, just this week, they've added green screen. So you can actually add, if you have a green screen, you can actually get the background out and, and have a really cool background. And all of that is on the free version. So if you go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard, you can use StreamYard completely free. 
But if you go for the paid version, and there is a, a discount if you go to ieg.me forward slash StreamYard, that gives you even more, such as being able to add your own logo, add overlays, backgrounds, videos, and multicasting to up to five destinations. So this will allow you to broadcast to Facebook and YouTube at the same time, or LinkedIn Live, if you have been blessed with LinkedIn Live access. So anyway, there we go. That is StreamYard. So if you want to find out more and if you want to have a play with it, go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard. So I'm really excited today to have Christine Tremolet on. Uh, I met up with her earlier last year, and she's a Houston-based photographer who launched her professional career in 2007. Her work has spanned weddings, boudoir, and brand photography. She is also a speaker and educator, focusing on marketing and selling online so that you can build a business that you love and that supports the life you want to live. She is the founder of the Insta Local Course and the host of the Reframe Success for Pro Photographers podcast. Christine, it's great to have you on the show. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on. I'm really excited about this because we met last year. Do you you remember how we met? On a boat. On a boat, yes. We were doing whale watching, weren't we? (laughs) We're out whale watching in San Diego, California. Yeah, this was, a, of course, a social media marketing world. And I'm excited to find, uh, that you're going against social media marketing world 2020. So uh, we'll have to have to meet up. I'm not sure whether we're doing whale watching or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, great to have you on. I've just noticed on LinkedIn, uh, we're going live on LinkedIn as well. Jo North is here and uh, she's saying, agreed, it's good to plan. So we were talking about planning before we started. I plan in 90 day cycles. I love 90-day cycles. I think they're so good. 90-day cycles. I need to think about that. So I've been using uh, Janet Murray. I don't know if you heard of Janet Murray, but Joe and I know Janet Murray, and she's got this whole planner, which is really good. And it does talk about planning quarterly, then diving into monthly and then weekly, which is great. She also says, wearing bright colors and getting prepped with content helps with confidence a lot. So I'll be interested to know what you think about that. We'll have to talk about that. So yeah, we talked about where we first met, which was at Social Media Marketing World. But I, I, I hope it's okay to talk about this, but there's a, you've got a bit of a claim to fame in a bit of a geeky way. <laughs> and uh, because I'm a geek, and I, I think I mentioned this to you before, my son was so impressed about this. Do you want to explain <laughs> the, the story? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> my geek claim to fame <laughs> is the fact that I named WordPress, the actual software WordPress. Wow. I'm friends with Matt Monweg, who is one of the founders. He is the the U.S. founder because the other founder is in the U.K., isn't he? He um, is, and he Mike. just Mike Little, and he lives he lives just down the road from me. <laughs> so actually, I, I yeah. wouldn't say I know him really well, but he organizes the the meetups in Manchester. He's a really lovely guy. So yeah, it's not amazing. And Matt told me that they everybody always is like, "What's the story?" So the shortest version possible is that Matt told me they were ready to launch but they didn't have a name yet. I had told him months earlier that I'm good at naming things. And he said, hey, we don't have a name. (laughs) And we were also at a conference where it's South by Southwest Interactive. And I called him a few days later after checking the domain. And I said, WordPress, that's it's WordPress. That's what you have to name it. So I didn't give him other everywhere that it's always like, what were the other ideas you had? And I'm like, there were none. I was that confident in the name. I was like, WordPress. 
there you go. And wow. so it is amazing, isn't it? And of course, I mean, I suppose in those days, you, you didn't never would have expected that this thing that you named would power over a fifth of the world's websites. Right. Yeah. Um, it's more than that now. It's over 30 percent. Wow. And Matt, told, Matt's 14 years younger than me. So at the time, I don't even think I think Matt was still 20 at the time that we had that conversation. And he told me that he just thought the software was going to change the world. And I was already in my thirties. So I was like, Oh, that's precious. Sure. Sure. It will. And he was right. And I was wrong. <laughs> wow. That's such a great story. Well, I think it's time to, to find out a little bit more about you. And uh, so you, you know, you don't really know what this is about, except for the fact that this is time for the quiz, the Confident Live quiz. I'm going to ask you a few little questions. I hope you like the music uh, in the background. So all this is, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just a way for us to get to know you a little bit. So are you ready? Are you ready for I'm action? Ready. Right. Well, here we go. So. The first question is, what is your favorite type of food? Oh, I just can go for the default of pizza. I love pizza. Pizza, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. We had homemade pizza at the, at the weekend. It's great stuff. Okay, so the next question is, Mac or PC? Both. Ooh, in <laughs> fact, let me just play this noise. <laughs> Excellent. So do you want to go into more detail about why you have both? I started as a PC user, then I became a Mac user. When I became a professional photographer, everybody was like, oh, you're a photographer, you have to use Mac. And I will say back in 2008, the way the operating system worked, it did make a difference. And more recently, I'm currently actually on a Windows Surface right now. So I use a PC for my computing power and for going live, and I picked the Surface because it has one of the best built-in cameras. Awesome, I didn't know that. And I, know, I did yeah. notice in the, the photo that uh, we, we showed at the beginning that you have a Surface in that photo. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think PCs, they are more powerful for, for live video and things like that. But I, I had a similar story to you. I, I was a PC user for many years and then, I got more into live video and, and more into social media. And so everyone said, oh, you need to, to try Mac. So I, I, I did. But I use I tend to use both. My main computer is a Mac, but I do use PCs as well. So that's good. And I love my, I love my iPad Pro at the same ah. time. So that's good. It's nice. It's nice. A lot of people are definitely Mac or definitely PC, but nice to meet somebody who's a bit of both. Okay, next question is your favorite kind of music. I am an 80s pop and definitely a strong British pop influence. Ooh, like like what? Can you name any bands you'd like? Just, I just, all of them. Just all of like, them, okay. Yeah, pretty much all of them, yes. Okay, well, that's good. That gives me a little bit of a, bit of a thought for the, the theme music of this podcast. Don't know if you know, we, we have a di different theme music for each podcast. Okay, so the next question is, okay, if you had to choose between a banana and a Krispy Kreme donut, what would it be? Neither one. So explain that. I, well, I hate bananas. Okay. So the banana was out. I was going to oh, choose okay. whatever you said, but I'm allergic to flour. So oh. I can't eat wheat. So I can't eat the Krispy Kreme. 
I would pick the Krispy Kreme otherwise, but I can't. Would they have like a wheat-free one, I wonder? They do not have a gluten-free Do they not? No. There we go. No. Yeah, well, I wouldn't choose that because I'm off sugar. I don't have sugar, but I'm not really yeah, into... I'm, I'm also... I eat very low-carb, so... Can I choose a steak instead? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. So we're on to the next next question. So next question is your favorite kids TV program. Well, I grew up on Sesame Street. Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers. That's a good choice. Do you know, I don't think I've ever seen Mr. Rogers. I think, <laughs> I, which I know this is awful, but I don't know whether we had that in the UK. <laughs> Maybe we did. Surely it's on YouTube or something. I, I'm going to have to check. Okay, next question is... Okay, this is interesting. Your favourite classical composer? Beethoven. Ooh. Oh. Oh, you had to think yeah. about that. Is that his... I was like, or maybe Mozart, but yeah, well, both. Beethoven. Okay, okay, that's, that's cool. Right, final question. Now, I, I think you'll like this question because you are a self-confessed geek. What is your favourite app? Currently, my favorite app is the Good Notes app on my iPad because I love to handwrite things mm. and I can handwrite all my notes. That's really good. I've heard loads of good things about the, the Good Notes app. Our, our iPad is very, very old. It's the iPad third generation. It's a surprise that it's still working, but I need to check that out once, once I do upgrade, which is great. Okay, well, I wanted to ask you how you got into what you're doing. So, you, you know, obviously you've been doing photography since, was it 2007? How did you get into all of this and what you and also what you're doing with, with businesses with Instagram and all that kind of stuff? You know, it's sort of funny that we brought up the WordPress thing because it ties into all of it. In the early 2000s, I was working as a digital strategist with Fortune 500 companies. I worked for a web design agency at the time. I started blogging in 2000. I've been obviously a longtime geek. So that's how the whole naming of WordPress attending South by Southwest and everything happened. Plus, I'm in Houston. South by Southwest is just down the road for me. So no brainer to go. No travel involved, really. Over time, a lot of dot-com shakeups. I went through two different rounds of layoffs at two different agencies. And I just sort of decided I was, I was done. I really wanted to be a professional photographer. And while I was in the middle of job hunting and just stressed out and frustrated, I told my husband, I just want to go take pretty pictures. And he said, okay. Okay, so then go do it. What's stopping you? (laughs) I had already taken photos for 20 years at that point in time. It was not new to photography, but I was new to running it as a business. However, because I was already so involved in the tech world, using the power of social media and connecting with people locally made my photo business take off. And there are so many lessons that I learned in those years before I launched my photo business that still come into play today, such as using the power of live video to connect with people. We have so many resources available to us now that we can take advantage of to grow our businesses in a way that you never could have done in 2000. Yeah, it's a good good time to live. I mean, I remember 2000s, you know, the, the internet, the World Wide Web, at least, was still relatively new. And now just all the stuff that we've got, the technology and live video is one of those technologies. So, you know, have you done much? I know you've got a podcast. Have you done much in the way of video and live video? Do you use that much in your business? I've done live video. I meet with clients using live video. So Zoom and things like that. I've used it for running groups 
coaching programs. I've used it to meet with photography clients so that just you know, like a one-on-one Skype or Zoom type of meeting in that case as well. And I've done Facebook Lives. It's so powerful because people want to connect with other people. Yeah. They really want to know you. And it's, it adds that, that like additional layer. I used to say in 2000, when I would talk to a fairly small company, I used to tell them the beauty of the internet is that you can be a company of 10, but you can look like a company of 10,000. Yes. But with Twitter and blogging and the way everything has changed over the past 20 years, I now tell people the opposite. The beauty of the internet is it doesn't matter how large of a company you are, you can still build a personal relationship with your customer base and your customer base expects it. If I am flying somewhere, this specifically happened to me. I was flying, I had a United flight. I had an issue on the, with the seat that I had reserved. I moved up to the front of the plane so I would have a good view of the mountains when we flew over the Rocky Mountains. And I got to my seat and there was no window. I had a window seat. That's shocking. With no window. Like there was a blank wall <gasps> next to me. And I, so I took a selfie with the blank wall and I posted it to Twitter. And I was like, hey, at United, where's my window at? Now imagine back in 2000, you would have never posted that. Well, first of all, we didn't have Twitter yet. So like, I had no way to directly talk to United like that, but now I do. And I completely expected and was right that by the time I landed on the ground through Twitter, United had responded to me and then they reached out to me and they, it it was a small upgrade fee. I just moved up to like the economy plus seat, but they refunded my upgrade fee because I had no window. So if you're running a big business, You should be using live and all of these other resources to talk to people directly. If you are a small business, just know like every, like the large businesses, they want to have the relationships with customers that you actually get to have. Mm. That's such a powerful thing to say. Such an important reminder. We tend to get overly seduced by the big numbers, the vanity statistics. But actually, more and more, I think we're realizing that it's about those individual relationships. It's, you know, you can actually yeah. build a business with, with 10, 100 people in your audience. If you're really committed to, I hate to use the word nurturing, but you know what I mean? It's, it's working with people and really interacting with those people. So that's that's really really important to do that and to engage with those people. So if you're watching if you're watching us live, you're watching the replay, if you're listening to the podcast, what do you think about that? Have you seen the power of live video? Have you seen that it has allowed you to build those relationships on a micro scale? We tend to think a lot about the macro, but how about the micro scale building those individual relationships? So, Christine, you, you've used live video and you've you've shared some amazing points there. You spend a lot of time behind the camera obviously taking photos do you do you still get nervous in getting in front of the camera and have you got any tips for us because i i like to ask all our guests this because a lot of people think they're the only people that get nervous or that they're just struggling with tips on on how to actually get more confident in front of the camera well i can say with authority as somebody who has I don't know. Let's say I photographed at least 200 weddings and then all of my one-on-one clients of the year. So I've probably had well over a thousand people sit in front of my camera. And I can tell you that I have maybe had five people say, 
I like to be photographed. <laughs> like nobody. It's it's so rare that I just assume everybody hates it at this point in time because and nobody really likes it. And for a long time, I always believed that it was women that struggled with this. So let me apologize. I'm going to use you as my representative of the male side of the species. Men struggle with it too. But women talk about it. I think you're right there. I hear a lot of women talking about this, but us men, generally speaking, don't like to admit it. But, you know, yeah. I, and I, I but, feel... But I feel admit it to my face. When we're one-on-one, oh, okay. then, then they'll admit it. You see, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I think I've come to the point where I don't love the way I appear on camera, but I've... I've come to <laughs> I've come to terms with it and I've come to terms with the way I sound because of course there's the other thing is hearing your voice as well we're not you we're not used to seeing ourselves or hearing ourselves and so when we then look at ourselves I, I still find myself squirming a little bit I'm a lot better than I used to be so I think one of the things that I would say is it takes time but I'm sure you're going to share some other thoughts you know have you got any well, tips well, and I was going to say the same thing. It takes time. I even, even while we've been on camera right now, I notice my little visual ticks. For example, I have a tendency to like glance to the side, makes my eyes move to the side, but I see it when I'm on camera. And then I start to get worried like, oh, did anybody else see that? Is that bothering the people that are watching? So I always have to like remind myself, stare at the camera. But then you also don't want to feel like you're like this, like just staring at the camera. For those of you listening to the podcast, just imagine me with my eyes like as open, as large as I can make them. So yeah, I still struggle with it too. And like I said, everybody does. And there are things that that you can do to help improve it. Well, we can maybe talk about a few of those a little bit later. I, I think that... You said you you see your kind of like your visual ticks and whatever. But actually, you know, I think it's those things that make us more unique. We've got to maybe learn some of those things. I've noticed myself doing a few weird things. Some of them I think are off-putting and I probably want to eradicate them. Sometimes I'll repeat the same thing. I've noticed that in the podcast when I've edited it, I say that's very exciting a lot. And I think... Yeah, it, it probably is exciting, but I don't need to say it so many times. So I think you can learn. I think actually watching yourself is a really good thing because you then learn to how to improve and how to become more you, but more professional and, and just to communicate better in front of the camera, I think. Right, yeah. exactly. So have you experienced any disasters, whether it's like a video disaster or camera disaster? I did an entire Facebook Live that was amazing it was so fabulous like I said exactly what I wanted to say I had I don't always script in advance but I had sort of like I had taken notes it was like spot on on the first run and my microphone wasn't plugged in all the way so nobody could hear it <laughs> oh I'm glad you shared that because that's happened to me I don't think the, the broadcast was that amazing anyway so it's probably a good thing but it's even worse if it was the perfect. So good. Oh. So good. Yeah, that's harsh. So you, what you've learned from that is always to check. Before you... Well, if your business can support it, having an assistant that will hop on when you hop on lives and have them text you if something's going wrong. So I do a lot of broadcasts without my glasses on because that way I can read. But that particular day, 
I have my glasses on, so I can't read the screen with my glasses on. I need bifocals, but I don't have them. And therefore, I just didn't see the comments coming in that people were saying, we can't hear you. Or I I saw one of them, I thought it was that, like a one-off, like it was just that person. So I just kept going. So I did like a 10-minute Facebook Live with no sound at all. I had Steve Dosso on the show a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things he was talking about, actually, the advantages and having a producer so that you can just get on with delivering the content and having somebody else check all the tech and, and sorting out. So, yeah, if you've, if you've got the budget for that, then definitely check out getting a producer. Otherwise, it's really about testing everything, making sure everything's working, doing a test broadcast beforehand. And I love your idea about just getting somebody like a friend to just to notify you if things aren't going well. And to like directly text me or even call, raise the red flag. It's all falling apart. Definitely, yes. We've all been there, I'm sure. So you said certainly in getting their photos taken, but I've noticed that a lot of my clients do really struggle with this. They don't like the way they look or the way they sound on video. So two questions really from this. How big an issue do you think it is when it comes to live video? And what can we do about it? Why is there a problem? What can we do about it? Well, part of the problem is far more deeply rooted than the live video aspect. It goes back to a, I don't like how I look, period. There's a few things you can do about that. One, like come join us in the self-love movement where you embrace the fact that you look like you look and it's okay. And then secondly, you know, if it is a matter of physical fitness, I am not saying anybody needs to lose weight, but if it's a matter of physical fitness, if you're like, oh, I feel like I look overweight on camera, I want to get healthier, then work on it. But don't use that as an excuse to put off reaching out to your potential clients, because if you have a message that the world needs, the world needs it. Like they're waiting to hear from you. And it it just, it's a shame to say, oh, I don't like how I look on camera and therefore I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, we could probably go into the whole realms of psychology here. There's probably stuff in our backgrounds, you know, probably, you know, going to school is a horrible thing. You know, people may have (laughs) teased or bullied you, you know, so so it's probably a lot of that. (laughs) But the fact is, you know, we've got to focus on the now. What are the things that we can do now? Some tips maybe that you could share with us that will give us more confidence so that we can maybe start to like ourselves and maybe end up loving the way we look and, and being okay with that. While we are talking about video, and I think video is so incredibly important, I also think a really helpful thing is find a local photographer and have somebody take photos of you that you actually like so that you see yourself in a different light. Like it's a big transition for people because we as humans only ever see ourselves direct on in a mirror. And when somebody photographs you, they can show you all the different angles that people see you at. Second thing you can do is actually practice in front of a mirror. Like go stand with the mirror and see like, what's the angles that you like? Where should the camera be in relation to your face? Should it be higher or lower? And for most of us, that's another thing is we position the camera too low. And it's just, it's not a flattering angle for anybody to have a camera shooting up at them. But since we, we only ever see ourselves in a mirror or the only other time we see ourselves is the pictures that we took with friends 
and they posted their favorite one and they didn't care if you look good in it or not. They just cared if they look good. <laughs> so sometimes people <laughs> post photos of us. They're not very flattering. And so we're like, oh, that must be how I always look. Well, no, not necessarily. Having a good camera and good lighting. Yes. Good lighting is really, really important. Yeah, definitely. Some of the the inbuilt webcams, so my wife's got a, a Dell laptop. It's a great laptop, but for some reason, they thought it was a good idea putting the webcam at the bottom. So it's kind of looking at it, and you have this massive chin. You know, it's just not good. They repositioned it on the newer version because I looked at that. That's how I ended up with the, I was down to that laptop or the Surface when I bought my current Surface. And that was a big reason why. I was like, well, I, I can't buy this because the, the webcam is in just a stupid place. And I knew that the primary reason why I was getting a computer was for doing lives. So I needed a decent webcam. And one of the things I love about the Surface is for me, but whether you use the Surface, a laptop, a desktop, Mac or PC, whatever it is, just get the computer up, lift it up and get the camera at a higher angle. Most people look more flattering if the camera is a little bit like either right at eye level or just above eye level, almost looking down on you a little bit. That tends to be a much more flattering angle for most people. Mm. The other thing, of course, is to you know, buy an external webcam, such as the one I'm using at the moment. It's the Logitech C920, which I've used for ages. Right. A great thing about the C920, because I had that one as well, is that that has a tripod mount. So you could put it on a tripod and just set a tripod on your desk and position it at a higher yes. height. So to be able to control that height of your camera is really key to then finding the angle where you feel that you look best especially women prefer to have the camera, like I said, a little bit above eye level and angling down. It's going to flatter your neckline and hide your chin a bit more. So if that's you a cool tip. I hadn't thought about if that. You don't, mm. If you don't like your jawline, get the camera up higher and the angle will be pointing down at you. No, that's a great tip. Well, thank you for that. Right, it's time for our second sponsor. It's time to mention Content 10X. Content 10X are the other sponsors of this podcast, and they are experts in content repurposing. They provide a full end-to-end repurposing service. So the great thing about this is you go live on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you want, you create this amazing content very quickly and easily once you've sorted out the tech and of course your confidence as well. You press the end broadcast button and then they will take that and explode it across the interwebs in a plethora of different content. They'll maybe turn it into a podcast for you or into a blog post or into an infographic or into a series of social media images. And this is something that I do with this live show. It's a live show. It becomes a podcast. It becomes a blog post. It becomes social media images. And so it helps me explode my business, but I can focus on my business. So I don't have to worry about taking time out of out of my schedule. So if you want to find out more about what they do, or if you want to do it yourself, you can learn all the tips. They have an awesome blog, a podcast, and now a book, and a great advice on all things repurposing. All you need to do is go to content10x.com. And I thank Amy and the team at Content10x for sponsoring this show. You're, You're listening, listening to the to Confident, Confident Live Marketing, Marketing Podcast, Podcast with, with Ian Anderson, Anderson Gray. Gray. 
So uh, we were talking about using a bit of technology there, decent webcam, angling it right. You were mentioning putting it a little bit uh, higher than your eye line, so that was that right? So that you can it yes. gets gets a good angle. I tend to think about also looking through the camera as if your perfect client or your best friend is behind it. The only other thing that you've got to be aware of, I don't know if you've had this thought about this or had this issue. I, when I first did this and I had my webcam above my screen, I ended up looking at my screen and it looked, kept on looking like I was looking down all the time. So I had to train myself to look up. Right now, yeah, right now since we are live on camera, I keep telling myself in my head, not to look at you, but to look at the camera instead. <laughs> so I, you know, even right now, I've, one of the things I've done in the past is maybe put a, like a, a post-it note. You mentioned thinking about the client that you're talking to. If you had a photo that could represent your ideal client and maybe tape it just above the camera so that yes. you're looking, you're looking at them. And you're telling yourself, that's the person I'm talking to right now. That's the person I want to reach. That's the person I want to speak to. So you've said to us, we need to angle, we need to get the camera right. We need to start doing it. We need to start getting used to it. But there are going to be some people that just find that so hard. They go live and then they go back and watch it and they're just squirming. They just hate the way they look. And we can say things like, focus on your audience, focus on the message those are the rational things to think about. But if people are really struggling with, with that, is, is there any hope for us to end up liking or loving ourselves on camera? So I love that you shared about Content 10X just before this. When I started podcasting, back when podcasting was a matter of like duct tape and a few wires and you hope that you put it online. Like it was like 2004, maybe. Actually, it was probably 2005 when I started podcasting. And I went through and edited one episode, one time, and I hated hearing myself speak. So after that, I practiced working on being able to be like one and done and not needing to edit. And I just didn't listen to my own episodes. And I don't normally watch my own lives unless I really, really have to. So if I want in like a video clip out of a live to put someplace else, Ideally, I find someone who can do that for me because if that's it's a lesson I learned through regular photography. But we mentioned I did boudoir photography because of the power of the Internet. I thought it was really great to be able to give people the option of um, I'll just put your photos online and you can go look at them and people would start looking through them, but they'd start self-criticizing. So I changed my business to where they came in and met with me to see their photos and then that way they couldn't self-criticize. And it's sort of the same thing. If I don't watch my own videos, then I just don't know. <laughs> like ignorance is bliss. And we did touch on one other thing earlier, that, that clothing piece. And I think for some people, what you wear can be so important. I have certain outfits that I consider like my power outfits. You'll see me wearing them at conferences because they're the clothes that when I put on, I feel comfortable. I feel very much me. I feel good about myself in them. And when you feel good in your clothes, you will radiate that on camera. Mm, that's really, really good. Yeah. For me, clothes, you know, this is, this is maybe not a very manly thing to say, but I think they do make a difference. You know, I want to feel 
at ease, but I think putting a bit more effort into my clothes. My wife's been trying to getting at me for ages on this, you know, wear a nice shirt, Ian, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it does make a difference. But the thing that really makes a difference to me is just having a haircut, having a nice haircut. And, and that makes a massive difference, I think. I, I also... Just listening to you then, I was thinking, you know, you talked about with your photographs, meeting with your clients, was showing the photos to your clients in person, stop them from criticizing them so much. And I wonder whether with live video, for example, you could be in a group, in a Facebook group together, or you could have somebody who actually helps you with confidence. You could actually meet up with them and watch the videos together and, and learn together. Because one of the things that I like to help my clients with, I want them to watch their videos, but share, first of all, three things that they did really well. They've got to focus on the positive first because we all end up talking about the negative. Oh, I don't look like that, do I? And it needs to be very constructive. But what three things that can I do to improve it for next time? But I think actually meeting with them and watching it together would probably be even more beneficial because then they can't get it. They can't get away with beating themselves up too much. And the nice thing about with the photography side of things of doing it in person is then I also got to be a cheerleader. I got to sort of cheer them on. So if you have someone in your life that can be that support person, yes, I think it's a huge difference. Maybe even you have a friend that you trust their opinion and you say, here, can you watch my video? Please tell me three great things. And um, I always call that the nice sandwich. Like here's something nice. Here's what you need to improve, but let's end on the nice note. You were great. You were awesome. So important. Well, we all need encouragement. We all need encouragement. We don't want people just to tell us nice things without learning from them. So there's a balance. But having somebody in your life, whether it's a friend or whether you've got a coach or a consultant or somebody like that, that can actually help you. Um, We're out of time, Christine, I'm afraid. There's probably loads. Was there one final thing you wanted to say? say, It's mm. so important that constructive criticism because that is very different than somebody saying, oh, you were horrible at X yeah, versus, oh, this was good. But, you know, I think it would be improved if you did this. That's important. And unfortunately, there are some negative people. There are some trolls out there. And you could argue if you are getting starting to get some of those, maybe you are actually being quite successful, but it's not nice when it happens. So anyway, we're out of time. Thank you so much, Christine. You've shared some really, really good advice with us. And I've definitely learned a lot. So how can people find out more about you? So to, to keep it fast, as I mentioned, I was so already active and involved on the internet when I launched my photography business. I launched my business um, and brought in six figures. So I grossed six figures my first year in business. And everybody has always asked me, you know, how, how'd you do that? And for a long time, I credited blogging and the power of storytelling. But recently, I realized looking back and um, going through notes and everything else, that it was this using the internet to connect with other local business owners. So that's now what I teach people how to do is if they have a local service business, so all of their clients are truly local to them, I run a course that you can find at goinstalocal.com. And you can also just find me online, years of blog archives and everything else at gochristine.com. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Christine. It's been great to have you on the show. So yeah, fab. And I'll see you in in sunny San Diego very soon, which is going to be great. So until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits using the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. What you wear can be so important. Finding the angle where you feel that you look best. You look best. I love the way you look on La Video. I love the way you talk on La Video. Teach me to love the way I look. What you wear can be so important. I love the way you look.